0: listening to our Conversation with Jim, part two. Remember, we say what we want, and we don't care. When you say that you were at your rock bottom, mm-hmm. you had a an experience.
1: Yeah, so you were asking me earlier about uh, rock bottom for non-binary, uh, for becoming non-binary. But my rock bottom for like life, I've, I've had several of those, but the real big one was um what year are we in 2021 in 2000 in february 2019 i was um i was with uh this quote-unquote dom in montana who um uh would push my boundaries what really a brutal person but it's because at that time i didn't love myself and so i was just punishing myself but at that time i didn't know that i just was coming out of um, a really fucked up, emotionally fucked up um, DS uh, relationship from Knoxville, and and I just ran to whoever would drown out the.
0: Pain. Are you a masochist?
1: I'm not a masochist. Okay. I suffer. Um, it's different. I do not enjoy pain. It's an emotional fuckery suffering.
0: I can I can. I've been
2: known to do you that. And I, if you mm-hmm. uh, had not already found your um, witch path and you could be both, but you'd make an excellent Buddhist. Suffering is a big part of I'm
1: wild and people think like this this um this excellent I'm talking about from Knoxville would say that I'm unhinged, but people do not even know the amount of discipline and and suffering that I, um, because when I learned about my attachment style, I realized that I survive on crumbs of connection.
2: Let me guess, your first success in plants were succulents.
1: Uh, hmm, probably. I'd have to think about that for a moment. I kind of do a thing where I get like ten plants at once, and and like like. You know, who the fuck knows who's
2: going to make it through that? Well, it's true. Usually, <laughs> narcissists, <laughs> people who were um, raised by narcissists or whatever, I have a joke about how you can tell. Maybe you're not well, a narcissist. That's what,
1: so, so my rock bottom was that, um, and, and it was funny because this actually really does tie back to what we were talking about earlier with the parenting, um, but um you know, i was raised by a narcissist and and when i got into kink i was actually really kind of disgusted by the daddy little girl dynamic because i didn't understand it i didn't i i believed that my same dad loved me yeah but he's a marine and then when i um after so the person in, in knoxville that like fucked me up emotionally and then the um the guy that uh Violated my consent and I revoked consent and then we started arguing and then he um, threw my head through a glass door so and that gave me a concussion that did change my whole life. And between the so one person. Um, he was very sadistic with me, but it was fine. It, it, it was the emotional fuckery that messed me up. And then the other guy kind of messed me up physically. And then at that point, I was like, holy shit. If I don't actually start taking care of myself and loving myself, I might actually die. <clears throat> And, um, and so that, that's what, so I started, um, actually I was, uh, I had been seeing my therapist in Montana for one year to help me through all of the stuff that the, uh, that the person in Knoxville put me through, uh, by the time that my assault happened. And I'm really glad that that happened because she helped me through my assault. And we did, um, this hypnosis therapy, uh, right after to help with the concussion And it was around uh, releasing the belief that I uh, was worth nothing. And we did like a big hypnosis on it. And I did the 21 days follow up. And I shit you not, like I woke up the next day, I still had to listen to the 21 day thing to to remap the neurons. But I woke up the next day after that hypnosis. And I remember believing I was garbage the day before. But I didn't believe that anymore.
2: That's and so great. Sh-
1: you are not garbage. I, re- But when I, be- when I realized that I actually believed that and the reason that I let this person in, in Knoxville treat me the way that they did because I believed that I was garbage because of the way that I treated my children and I wanted to be punished for that and he did it in a way that made it feel sexy. And I didn't realize until I started bing, getting... Bing, 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 yep. bing, bing.
0: Uh, things are starting to go off.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. It, didn't, um, it didn't occur to me until I started getting healthy that I realized I was living out my daddy issues with him. Because that's how my dad was with me. And it was fucked up. And that is mm-hmm. part of why I can't go into that space with people anymore. I'm not willing... I need to know someone a really long fucking time and feel real fucking safe with them. Because... This person in Knoxville and then my most recent partner that um, we broke up in June uh, after we discovered our attachment styles in it, and it got a little bit heavy. Mm-hmm. They are dismissive and they dismissed right the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like between those two, my attachment style got really like traumatized again. And so like I cannot go into that kink space with someone until I know that I am fully loved by them. Because holy shit.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to yeah, a to lot. give to give yourself to, and I, I felt know. the same way mm. the first time I started getting into kink. Um, was just to <sighs> bring me back to center, I guess, yeah. for all the bad stuff I that I had to done. Feel something the again. you know the cheating on my husband, yeah. the the breaking up of my family. I yeah. felt guilty about all of that. Me too.
1: I hated, I hated myself and. And he made it feel, um, uh, he made me feel like I was paying penance in some sense.
0: I have to say, though, I mean, there's something very, very cathartic about being, you know, to that point, that level of pain. For me, I'm just speaking for myself, um, that releases all of that negative energy. And I feel like I've... and
1: nobody okay. has ever been able to get me to that point, and and I hate this. This is why. This is why. Um, he is kryptonite to me because nobody, like uh, everybody else, most people except for the guy that assaulted me because I was just fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Actually, fear is my is my hard limit now. I can't do fear because of that. But, um, the. Uh the My person daddy
0: tries to scare me it's funny.
1: Yeah that that's exactly <laughs> it with other people it's performative. Yeah. It was different with this person here and mm-hmm. they actually could hurt me to a point where because I'm str- I'm a strong bitch, people don't realize how much I actually keep in. Like I am very disciplined, I am very restrained. People think I'm wild. No, y'all bitches don't know. And I liked it because sometimes I would fight him. He hated when I did that. But he could subdue me and it made me feel safe in a way. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And um, and I didn't realize that I was living out daddy issues. Now I know. <laughs> we, we have
2: mommy issues as well. Daddy and mommy issues both. Yes. I haven't even been able to delve into the mommy issues yet. I don't even know where that one's coming out. <laughs> uh, a daddy relationship, even in a kink thing, it is multifaceted. And kink is so multifaceted. And... Uh, The protocol in kink has to stay. Uh, We cannot, you can have all different ideas within each defined group, but kink is the only group that you want to make sure your boundaries are explicitly defined. Yeah. Painfully so.
1: And and he did not. Um, it was very mm. fucked up. I wish I could figure out how to really put this into words because um, he was like, y- "You have your boundaries," and and it, and it was like he said it, so it was. Even though I didn't know how to create boundaries, well, I didn't know what a, the fuck boundaries were.
2: He, a, isn't a good dom no, to start with. No, he and B, was not. He as great at hurting people as a person, <laughs> he is one hundred percent pure. Narcissist, and more than likely sadist. Narcissist. Oh,
1: he is a sadist, I'll, and that's so part of how we connect. Because I believed I deserved
2: you, what he was giving me, and it was
1: pure pain. It was true suffering.
2: Well, you cannot. One, you've been trauma bonded and soul tied to this person. I fucking know. So I have cut
1: that tie so many times. It,
2: that is why. That's why you have the issue that you have right now. And until you
1: what the what issue the I hate men issue. Or... Well, well, you hate
2: men in the fact that you have to work so hard to not want oh that that relationship oh. or a mimic of that relationship. Um, yeah,
1: because that's what I was seeking out in the guy that ended up assaulting me, and I was like, all right, I'm done
2: with that. Because you're trying to mimic the energy of that relationship. Yeah, and there was a, a person sharing wisdom that Jennifer shared and we were both like, Hey, that is exactly right. And she was talking about not uh, wanting an abusive man. She liked men and male energy, Mm -hmm. but that it was just, she needed someone because she had a super high amount of female energy that would be able to match Or be able to subdue some of her... I mean, she had a lot of masculine energy. And so he needed to have enough masculine energy to meet or subdue her masculine energy so her female energy could be expressed.
1: I can completely relate to that.
2: So, in being a strong female and an alpha female in a submissive relationship, if you are submissive like uh jennifer's partner who you know um i think you've met he's extremely masculine a lot of masculine energy a lot of uh you know you know that's my energy but he in no way is like a barky bossy bossy kind of person to her not at all whatever he's a pussycat yeah and so i mean but uh You'll find that energy that matches your energy in your partner. Right now, I wouldn't trust men with that. They need to yeah. earn that privilege, and they yeah. need to be vetted. And then you, you're going to have to start over.
1: This person was vetted, but the thing and my last partner that I was um, talking about be with the dismissive attachment—they are actually trans mask. and so I really enjoy that mm-hmm. um, that mixed energy, like a lot, but I'm finding that I now know after this person what emotionally unavailable people feel like, and I will be less likely to jump into something that feels similarly.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) And on the other end of that, since we talk about uh, radical self-reliance and responsibility, one thing that I think baby kinksters or baby anything go into or newbies or virgins or whatever, um, on the communication front, I don't think you knew what you wanted. I didn't. And you he knew you wanted to suffer and he, being the dom, you created trusted it. that he knew mm-hmm. because he was experienced in this lifestyle. It was
1: really fucked up. I, without, like... Uh, uh, He had a place of authority around here. And so I trusted that. And and so, and he, we did sit sit down and we did have boundaries talks, but what he, uh, what he didn't understand, and maybe he understood, and maybe he just wanted wanted what he wanted, which I now believe was more the case because he was just like, um, basically just getting me to say yes or no to things. It wasn't like a, a conversation about like, you know, um, like I said, I wanted to suffer, but I didn't even know what the fuck c c really was. and And he was like, well, this it's going to be this way or you can walk away. And so I chose to not walk away. I didn't want to not be in the relationship with him. I didn't realize that. And then he tried to blame me later. Well, I told you to walk away if you didn't like it. I'm like, that's.
2: You didn't educate me what this actually meant. Yeah. And, and then when they both him and his, How can I make a decision? I couldn't and that's the
1: thing. A lot of people like Was to that lie.
2: specific though? Like he he
0: wanted for people who don't know what CNC is, that it's consensual non consent. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is very listen I'm glad it's you a, brought that that's up. That's a yeah. it's a slippery and slope. Very, I like to participate and in that, that is myself. New at kink
1: should fucking do it
0: absolutely no not.
1: if you do not understand what your fucking boundaries are like i at that point did not know i did not have limits because i didn't know what they
0: it were it is my opinion that that is something that yes. you do with a seasoned experienced
1: relationship, relationship
0: dynamic yes. partner it's yes got to,
1: it, it was just um, because I did not know what I was agreeing to, and I didn't actually have the communication skills yet or the awareness to be able to be like, I don't like this. This isn't working for me. So he
0: had had you so enamored yeah, um, that he goes, okay, I want to... I want to do consensual non-consent. He didn't and use you, those words. Okay, it so was, that's what I'm trying to figure and, out. And I can't because I know this person. I know, and I'm trying to oh. figure out how sneaky.
1: So it wasn't you know, like that. It, it was. It was the wording. It was like. Um, uh, it was like um, you'll do. You're going to do it my way, or you can walk away. It's this way, or you walk away. My way or okay. the highway. Basically. So your
2: dynamic. With him when I was there on the master slave, so you just do what he wants.
1: uh, Yeah, I guess it it wasn't master slave because he refused to take any ownership of me, and and I he had me very well trained. Like because my friend um that lives in East Tennessee was like, "You're in a relationship," and I'm like, "No, I'm not in a relationship." He said, "We're not in a relationship." And he was like, you are in a dscnc and c You are in a relationship. And this, um, the the dynamic that I was in, he was, like, he was like, no, you are responsible for your own emotions. You're responsible for your own affirmations. I don't affirm you. I give you nothing. You show up at the times that I tell you. You suffer for me. You do what I um, tell you to do. And then
0: you go home. Okay. I right. literally was deep. Was that <clears throat> though? That, to me, I mean that sounds very, very specific mm-hmm. like he 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 wanted what he wanted, mm-hmm. he had told you specifically mm-hmm. that's what I want, and then you caught
2: feels
1: no well, I don't think that uh like we had a um a lot of the back and forth talk like on messaging it was yeah. very um.
0: This he told you what he wanted like before lot of, you entered the dynamic, correct? Yeah, like we talked about things okay. before. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, because to me it's sounding like, okay, this guy is an asshole, but the- but he has said. I'm not taking. If you want a relationship, quote unquote, with me, these are what I want. These are what things that I have to have. Oh, it wasn't
1: quite like that. No, okay, no. Um, How I guess it was very What was
0: the pre? What was the presentation? Yeah, this this is extremely
2: important. It's
1: like over time. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's what I'm saying. I was a very new Kingster. I didn't actually know how any of this shit was supposed to go.
2: Okay,
1: I didn't learn any of this shit until later. When this, I was in my self love okay, journey. So, so that's what I'm saying.
0: He's a teacher. Okay. This he's is, a mentor and he's going to mentor you. Yeah. This is a lot
1: very. Of our, a lot of our uh, online conversations were that um, I was a bit emotionally fucked up and he was going to guide me and he was going to help me and he was going to this. And, and, uh, and, and was she, he your mentor?
2: Uh, did he say, I want to be your mentor? Oh, no. Okay. I don't know.
1: But after, after, so, so in in it was the different word in the
2: spring um, yeah so he could fuck her because I'm your guy fuck them and Not. and we
1: we only fucked a couple of times it was very much a mental emotional pain suffering thing between us it was it's it was very weirdly it was the first time anybody connected with me on a soul level and he may deny that up fucking down he treated me like garbage but we were and when we were in that ds space where he was hurting me and i was suffering for him we connected in a way i'd never connected with anybody else
2: because he he connected with your true masochist yeah as far as what you needed well for what your... i believed I, whatever it was right yeah for whatever what you, i believed i needed what you what you needed
0: in that moment yeah your narrative
2: yeah, yeah. however when so the soul tie mm-hmm. happened as a sadist and a man, not mm-hmm. not saying anything, like, I know. oh men, but, but as a man this is how I'm geared, especially for what he wanted mm-hmm. to get what he wanted. Uh, I really believe that no matter how awful this person is from that exchange, he was reading only your masochist side. And, yeah, it and was. And that very... you wanted suffering. So every way that he treated you poorly and you were suffering. It was exactly what I wanted. Yes. Correct. I know. That's what he thought. And, and, uh,
1: and cannot and, click and, and, out of I that. didn't have the awareness to realize that that wasn't actually good for me. Right. And that was the problem. So um, about six months into things, um, and, and this is the other problem that I had um, because my consent was violated multiple times because like about six months into it he and his wife had a discussion and she didn't want him with me because she thought that it was going to blow up and he was like well just trust me trust me trust me and she's like fine i'm gonna watch you crash and burn boom right there my consent was violated they made a decision without including me they made a decision on how our relationship would go without including me and then when they both realized um, that uh, they thought that I had a, a mental disorder that uh, or a, a personality disorder that I actually have gotten treatment for and I've uh, I'm in recovery for. But at the time they sat down with me and they were like, we think you have this thing. They did it together on video chat, blah, blah, blah. And and I went to the doctor and I did have the thing and uh, uh, he supposedly like ended it. But then. uh I would go to, like, um, the first time I showed up after that, like, he came over to talk to somebody else, ignored me, somebody was tying me, and he, and he stepped on me. Very hard, very painfully, while nobody was looking. And I took that because I am still um, diagnosed, or I'm diagnosed at this time, but I hadn't even started therapy
2: yet. And I'm like, wow,
1: he does love me. He does. Mm, yeah, you took want that to as, be with me.
2: Yeah, like that was code. That was code, and it was, Our and that was just secret. him. It was Our being the sadist. Yes. yes, and that he addressing is. and exercising the power, and, and he was showing yeah. you, yeah.
1: I still have this I still power have over you. you. He would step on me. He would. What do they want?
2: I mean, you're fulfilling the kink. It's such a slippery slope, which is why not only do you have to have ethics. uh, Yeah, you've got you've got to have a strict, non breakable code of ethics. And I do now. Consent. Yep. Enthusiastic consent, and then what you gauge within those parameters of ethics is where your personal moral comes from. Your. Personal moral code is what I will and won't accept. Back in the olden days, I got just as upset by the moral majority setting policy as I do even today. The moral majority, no matter what those morals they are, setting policy for the individual. We need ethics. We need a code That people go, you know what, this is not breakable, and this is the penalty. You either get shunned from society, used to, we would just kill you, we had capital punishment, and then they were like, oh, but there's so many varying degrees from this. And
1: and this is why I teach personal responsibility. Yes. it does not matter what the fuck I agreed to with someone or what they agreed to take care of me in whatever capacity, I ultimately am the only one responsible for myself.
2: Re correct, and you have to point out your consent violation, and you need to set your boundary onto how okay. Oh, I do.
1: I teach boundaries now that, like, this I is... after my after I was assaulted, yes, I don't let it. My boundaries are so I'm working on emotional boundaries because those are a little fuzzier, but my physical boundaries are locked the fuck down. Like I am very protective of my space now. I'm very different than I used to be, and I am angry at um, all of the caregivers I ever had my entire life for not teaching me how to how to keep my my physical self safe.
2: I'm very. I am, <laughs> like seriously that saddens me on a level you don't even know. Yeah,
1: it's kind of disgusting. My kids,
2: <laughs> although I tried my best, I hope I communicated, but I remember. You know, I mean, we always don't let people touch you without, you know, your bathing suit, your whatever. And then my daughter, you know, got to witness what would happen if somebody did, you know, like, oh they're going to take up for me. So they were raised where they would be believed if anything happened. And, and see, my dad believed nothing. And that, I said. and that, um, they weren't, I didn't treat my children like they were stupid.
1: My dad treated me stupid. See, just
2: like they were not fully developed humans,
1: you know? Yeah. And that's, My dad still treats me like he tells my daughter that I am mentally unwell because I am queer and non-binary.
2: But I'm sad because the people that raised, one, having the influence of my mom definitely helped, but also the fact that I was so rebellious helped because I've seen both ends. And then I tried to legitimately, um, you know, I got into church as well later to try to raise them with a certain moral code. But I I also appreciate the
1: moral code that Christianity,
2: I got (laughs) involved uh, as well in the programs that they were teaching. Mm -hmm. So I would know what was up and it's wild because even full circle, the kids who have really been um, harmed a lot in, in the church uh, what's wild is here, um, a kid that I was a youth servant with does comedy and comes here from time to time. He lives in Chattanooga, hmm. but I mean, you how do we get back on church? Well, I don't know. talking about raising our <laughs> kids, but how, I leave different, for two minutes. how different it is uh, with the kids. Cause I, I'm a boy mom and a girl mom, so I'm not full on he, man, you know, I hate everybody that's male club right now. However, uh, I will tell you they're all shit. Um, but what makes a difference is if they do a take responsibility for their actions, take personal responsibility for the mistakes, and take active steps to yes. initiate a change. And listen, it I... may not happen all the time, you may fall back. Well, it didn't happen not... at all. When I came out but about that's it, that's the problem is that, well, we talked about it
1: when we came out, We're about done. when I came out about this last year, I said, and I wrote an article about it on FED, but I said that I can forgive everything before the moment that they sat me down about my mental health. Everything he did after that was fucked up yeah because he knew you were mentally unstable stable and so well advantage so, and then yeah. when I came out about it last year he sent uh, uh an email and he and he wanted to to work it out and I gave him a week and they're married both he and his wife are culpable
2: if they sat you down
1: exactly and so and then I gave him a week to think about it, and he wrote back and he was like I just don't see that I did anything wrong I was like okay Fuck you. We're done. I'm not putting in more energy into this. Goodbye.
2: Well, now what's happened, sadly, as we were talking about ethics and morals, and that's where the other thing came in, is the strict ethic code makes the set of rules that says this is the penalty and this has to be this way. These are the rules. Oh,
1: that's where we got into church, I think.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. These are the rules. And he didn't... He might have followed the rules, but he didn't use any moral objective
1: and that's what he keeps harping on and um and he with it like he was telling everybody else that he was just trying to manage my crazy so I didn't burn his house down when in text message he was telling me that he still wanted to help me uh emotionally and help me with my mental health and he was still acting like you know a bit like kind of like a guide and mentor and he would still give me like assignments on on like being a better person it was so If if I had, if, if I had, if they had sat me down together and she was like, I really don't think y'all should be together. This is going to be fucking crazy. And he said whatever he said and they gave me the option. Maybe if, if I had known that he was telling people that he was just trying to manage my crazy, I would have been like, go fuck yourself. I don't want people that don't want to be with me. And you don't know. That's
0: manipulative. And you don't know how much power she has either no, no you i can, do the, you can she sit there and has say much that much
1: power in that right she is the one that controls the relationship he thinks he does he does not right does. you know it, it and yes. her anxiety was so bad when we were her, together she that she would take it out on me she yeah. was just as damaging to me as he was i just don't talk about her often because i don't think because she she violated my consent too and like one night i got super drunk and I'm, like, in the tub fighting with him because I'm super drunk and hungover. And she videos me and sends it to her friends.
2: I shit you not. Okay, that actually is... I was pissed. Is, how pissed are you? Because that's a federal crime. I didn't know that. It's a federal yeah. crime if it's a person in your family or whatever. And, yeah, that's a federal crime.
1: I've got, like...
2: Um, Especially right now, because I got
1: some like screenshots of it saved. I don't know if she sent me the actual video, but I know that she snapchatted it to her friends and I was very humiliated. And, you know, she's all like they're all like victim jumps burning down my house and jumps taking over. my. They're like they're like um, gatekeepers, like jumps becoming friends with my friends. It was like some fucked up crazy bullshit people don't even understand what the fuck that they did to me and everybody's acting like i'm the crazy one because they were so well established here fuck them is how i feel about that they violated my consent yeah, you dodged a multiple bullet. times and everybody is acting like one of the one of the other big people in the um community around here in that little community uh uh when i first came out about it last year was like Why don't you tell me why you keep going back and forth when you can prove to me why you keep going back and forth? Maybe I'll believe you. Oh, oh, thank you for victim shaming, asshole. It's called fawning. It's a trauma response. You know, so like um, I was very traumatized by coming out here because nobody, nobody took it seriously.
0: When you say fawning, like you guys would break up and then not break up
1: because we didn't really have a traditional relationship. It wasn't a breakup, but you thing. would
0: continue to see him. We would
1: be, we would continue to interact with each other. Okay, and um, fawning as in uh, uh, somebody. Uh, um, Oh, like, well, are you fine in that relationship? Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's like fine. like maybe I would say your what text he,
0: messages were to each other were. No, when late. people
1: would like ask, like, "Are you okay? Are you safe?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Or, or I would have a moment where I really didn't feel fine, and I would talk to someone that I was close to, and I would like be crying, like not understand. You know, it was just like, um, like uh, it was. It a, uh, didn't. Uh, you have to like look up fawning and a trauma mm-hmm. response thing, but it's like to, it's a protection. Thing you tell them what they want to hear, basically. Tell people what they want to hear too, because I was scared of I don't know. He was actually kind of scary. Like when we played, and it was a CNC thing, so I had to like be on my best behavior because I could get a face slap at
0: any time, any time, no warning. But you didn't. Okay, so let's say you didn't like the first face slap, okay, and you say I don't like that. Amend whatever you're gonna amend that's what i'm saying so you had no option of calling of you had no safe now he would say
1: um he would say that i told you if you didn't like it you could walk away but i didn't realize that that i like i didn't realize that that meant that if i didn't like face slap then he would end the relationship it would be over
0: you were scared of that happening well because you were so enamored with him that's what
1: would have happened if I wasn't okay with something. Okay. So but yeah. But that's what I'm that saying. What that he
2: told you? He said, when I'm negotiating, whatever you say you don't want to do, it doesn't matter. Did he give you a list and say, these are all the no, things that I want from verbal, you? No,
1: it
0: all verbal, verbal okay. conversation. This which is, now I get shit in writing.
2: This, yes. This is part of were the you issue. Given,
0: right. Were you given the opportunity to... You know, look out on your own and look at these things. Uh, you know, uh, search on the internet what what most of this stuff meant. And, I and then come back. No, and you I'm didn't. saying
1: like I'm like I'm saying I've done a lot of learning. Okay, I was very naive when I came in. Right, but yeah, were you so so so, didn't take he, any responsibility no. or
2: she to say like they they just acted. They thought
1: that I was like 37. I must know this stuff. But just because I'm 37 doesn't mean I had any idea what kink so was. So they didn't ask he,
2: any part of your background. They just assumed you knew. What you were I, getting into?
1: I don't know. Some of this stuff you have to remember. My concussion, like I can go. Oh, look that's at, right. I can that's go right. Messages. That's right. But I cannot like uh, verbatim. And I've got all of our messages saved because we used to talk on Google Hangouts. I got and all you. That I, no, I understand
2: but, now, yeah. now.
0: I mean things make some. I forgot no, the yeah. concussion. I'm asking the question, and uh, <laughs> it and it makes me feel bad for asking, but I have I, know, I have a ask. reason. She has to. to yes, I know. To do. It's so. not to I'm be trying mean. to be open because it
1: feels it feels
0: uncomfortable. So, but that's that's what that's that's the mindset that i when you say a face slap could come at any time
1: mm-hmm.
0: actually i really like face slaps so you know that doesn't apply
1: to i me. didn't dislike them it was the fear this the pain i don't really have a problem with pain it's the fear she could be Do walking you, yeah. around you a corner
2: and he could just feel like smacking the shit out of her and it would happen that's part right. of their so, thing, so that, and, it you know, and I didn't realize so that an I, could, I could that say so something different because he
0: never he, he never say that to you he goes yeah, look, at any he, time he didn't he get, said it he goes if you don't like this at any time you can leave well
1: no it was very much like the relationship is over if you don't want what I'm giving you okay which so that now it, I'd be like cool yeah. see ya so, right but, but for time, somebody that is emotionally unwell. That like someone that has abandonment issues.
2: You know what he's what was done here.
0: I, I'm not saying it's no, right I'm I'm, no. or anything like no. that. I'm saying, and I'm, not saying the and I'm really I'm really just looking back at my own thing. I'm not being saying like, that my choices
2: then. Well, were I don't like the, the best. loophole. I yeah. feel
1: like a that damn DSM lawyer,
2: fu- it was a loophole. That's what I'm saying. What he it did, was emotionally fucked up. She knows. She's like, I know this shit was wrong. And it's because of how it was presented. And like I was talking about, and this is, we've got to work on like this. Like, he would run know. my brain into circles and kind of confuse me. Because and this is lightning. shit, yes. But it was because he had to, if you talked to too many people that knew what exactly. was going on in the community, they would say, you're in the wrong fucking relationship. That's a lot why of, when mm-hmm. you would say, I don't have a label... Because when you first started asking about it, I said, what? What did I label it? And you said, no. I said, were you in a master-slave relationship? Yeah. And you, you said, no. Mm-hmm. You're going to say no. Yeah. Of course you're going to say no. Mm-hmm.
1: Because. He still has me very groomed very, to respond immediately with things.
2: I get it. I get it, and knows an uh, okay answer. Annoying. That brings we we me to we did an episode. Is that in a sexual manner where we define things? Well, like, yes.
1: like when I finally cut him, um, I stopped talking to him um, September of 2019, and then almost six months later, I came back to Knoxville and went to um, the club, and it was the first time I'd seen him talk to him anything, and he was across the fucking room and I shit you not our eyes met and he took his finger and went like that like he always did and I went automatically my brain I was like what in the fuck is happening right now your mk
2: ultra trainings kicked in
1: huh it was like it was he had this hold on me it's literally like cocaine i uh, it's that very you weird. he
0: had you because you entertained the thought of doing it when when he went like that no
1: it's just like i automatically walked to him
0: you automatically walked to him at that moment
1: yeah and i'm sitting there thinking in my head because i'm observing like i'm uh instead of reacting i really try to observe what i'm doing now i don't know and uh, uh like the hold because there's like i don't know it was... to me that would be funny so if just my old dom your... went
0: like that and i would
1: but Nothing was, I don't know, things weren't very funny between us.
2: and your dynamic, Yeah, though. see, I'm
1: not a brat. Right. I'm not a brat at all. No. Though. I'm
2: just trying to wrap my head because around I know I can it. tell that I you don't understand. What I to say is because he said all the time, so this is, I'm lawyering right now, yeah. okay? So he said, we are in a relationship. We're in a DS. No,
1: he said we are not.
2: No, we are okay. not. We are in a dynamic dynamic this is important yeah because sometimes he is clever with his
1: fucking words like i didn't know i didn't have enough understanding of what was going on but right uh, see but so uh, my point is
0: is that he traumatized you oh during that that time and your mind didn't automatically go back to that trauma and go uh no sir we are not doing this no because i was still
1: a traumatized child is what I'm saying. He frogged in the pot. I'd never, I hadn't even healed yet. I was still deep in my. How long ago was this?
0: Um, uh, I stopped. Because you're over it now, correct?
1: Mm, I'm, uh, uh, are you still working through it? Um, he, he reopened some childhood trauma wounds that were very deep. And I'm still working through those. So, you know, it's just stuff I'm unpacking. Um, Like he whipped me for the first time um, in December of 2018. It was the first time I'd ever been whipped. And he did it upside down. And he did it so brutally that I was bleeding. And the next week I gave up my children. And he was like, you're on your own. Like your emotions are yours. Like there was no aftercare. There was no, it was just irresponsible. Did he? Did he do, um, besides the consent violations, did he do anything overtly against what we agreed to? No. But he knew that I did not have the understanding of what was happening. That's why he played those yeah. fucking word games This with is me.
2: why labels are important, because yeah. what you technically agreed to was a master-slave relationship without knowing what that entailed. Because he yeah. didn't outline what his part, you knew the dominant submissive part, In the whole dynamic. Well, first of all...
1: And he didn't call it a CNC until later.
2: Like, it wasn't... He
1: didn't call it that when we first started. Because you
2: started to go publicly saying well, we don't define it because he said he's not in a relationship. So you're like, I don't know what to define it. We don't. And he's like, yes, we don't. You're like, well, we don't have a relationship. He's well, like, we was, have a it dynamic. Was that peop-
1: it was that people, my friends were like telling me that, um, were like, tr- because he was gaslighting me. He was grooming me. He was telling me what he wanted me to tell people. Like, him and his wife, like they knew that he was a c- cis white male, and she would like they would purposefully talk about how she would shield him from a lot of this stuff. They
2: know what they are doing, yeah. Because then, like, this is a huge violation within the community, and if it's not exposed, it well, causes I tried to expose extra it. violations. And, uh, and well, what wasn't exposed was. How the manipulation, not on your part yeah. as a person, but on the people and the dynamic, for okay, exposed is a harsh word because I don't know them. Right. I might know them, I, you know, I'm probably do you probably, know but them. because I'm not, uh, bratty knows, yes, them. Braddy is really, really into and the when community. I say no,
0: I mean, you know, I've met a few times. Yes. first impressions weren't that great so i don't fuck with those people right yeah. i may have
2: met them i might yeah know because they're I'm, in the lifestyle but like, they're not necessarily I don't in particularly the community care for those people so and so i feel I like i haven't
1: since the beginning <laughs> because part of my energy feels defensive to some of what you're saying and so i'm trying to understand i know and, and i and and, don't want to do that to you because but, i feel like you don't understand why someone wouldn't just leave is that what you're not understanding? No,
2: because well,
0: first of all, well, I mean, if it's if somebody if is mentally
1: ex- unwell and they don't understand, that's what I'm saying. Like, if like if I okay, if I in this awareness that I am at now, I am highly aware now. Yeah. I'm highly emotionally intelligent. There are almost very few people I can connect with on this level. I recently um, ended things with um, a girl that I was interested in because I felt more like. Um, uh, they were my client because their emotional intelligence, uh, not intelligence. They were pretty emotionally intelligent, but um they're still very much in their trauma. And I ended it with them because it's not responsible for me to have a relationship with someone that is incapable of the relationship that I require.
2: Yes. That is the problem. If you're not healthy enough, if you are not healthy, they should have ended it. It He should not have
1: continued it. I, now in this awareness, would never have let that me be in a relationship like that. But I didn't have anybody protecting me. I didn't have any partners that were like that. Should um, I did I do actually? There were uh, some friends in East Tennessee that were like, "You should not be with that person. You should not be with that person," but um, it was kind of catty. How and much so,
0: control did he have over your life?
1: Oh, none mm, beyond and, and except for when I was at
0: when you're when you were when in I his was presence in his
1: presence, which was like every other weekendish. So okay. you were more, play partners, yeah just right. play just play partners but the emotional that's what i'm saying that th- this is why emotional masochism and emotional play should not happen because yeah. he
2: was physical very physical play cunning. with emotional masochism yeah and-, and and there
1: were no boundaries around the emotional shit there were no it was um, so even though physically we only played those times we talked all the time online, he constantly had. I was always calling, sir. It was like we were. That's you know, what
0: that was my question. Yeah. How much control did he have over he didn't your have, life? He didn't
1: have control over my life, but I gave him. He had, yes, your, he 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 had did. control
2: over your time. Well, okay, yeah, that he was your. That. Um, he online domed you. He, he dommed you very much. distancely. Very much. And mm-hmm. that is a thing that people have have that they do relationships that they do. And so technically it was control in your life. I mean they can. Plus it's the NRE. The NRE yes, is the a The new relationship bitch. energy where you really really want to do well. You want to please. Yeah. And, and one of my you, new
1: boundaries now is friends first before anything else. Yeah you're putting else. your best foot
2: forward. And then you're, then you're released yeah, yeah. that Little bit of dopamine that Mm -hmm. you're getting that from your um, session, from your play session with him. Yeah. You know, the problem is that he, you know, anyway that the boundaries of your relationship that he set. I'm all for didn't...
0: not being in a relationship that does not work for you. Yes. Well, now I, mean,
1: I do. Like yeah. see and and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't realize anything about attachment style like that I was not ready for a and relationship. And I guess at I guess
0: I'm really going about this the wrong way, but did you not were you not able to research that on your own or did you take everything he said as gospel bdsm truth
1: and that's why like i i just want you to know that your judgment is thick right now i just but but i'm going to explain Uh, okay okay yes please um uh so say that one last thing that you said were you able to
0: research okay or on your own
1: time on your own time do you remember how i told you that this relationship was very much a parallel to my relationship with my father Yes. So, yes, my relationship with this person was that what he said was gold. I believe everything that he he said. It wasn't until after I was assaulted, which was right after this relationship, um, because I stopped talking to him completely in September of 2019. And the guy that assaulted me, I met in November of 2019. I went right into it. It wasn't until after that guy assaulted me that I woke up. I woke up and realized I needed to take control of my life. So Mm -hmm. when I was in that relationship with him, no, I didn't because he told me because I trusted him just like I trusted my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fucked up, but that's why, like, that's why why I don't trust men. Well, and this is why, this is why kink education is so important to me because part of why I teach what I try to teach in kink is I, I want to teach people to love themselves and create loving boundaries for themselves so that they can participate in kink in a way
0: that is uplifting. I agree with that. But I also think that before any endeavor that puts your body through the mental, emotional, physical stress that BDSM is, that you need to educate yourself. I agree.
1: But again, it's a little bit um, ableist, um, that comment, because somebody that was mentally unwell would not have done that. And I
0: read it's, other research Is resources. it safe to assume that a lot of us ah, in BDSM like are mentally 80, unwell?
1: 90%, but not everybody is. Okay, so like with human design, some people learn... Um, My particular human design, I'm a 4-1 opportunistic investigator. My opportunities come through my network. Part of that is because I, um, I have like a natural trust in somebody that comes through my network. And so I don't have to do all of the research because I find people in my network that like know. Now, when I'm in my shadow side, I don't pick the greatest people. I pick people that, um, like, I used to go a, a, lot off, a lot off of my feeling for them. But now I am I think that really intense feeling at the beginning is a trauma bond. And I'm now avoiding that. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, they feel great. I'm going with them right now. Right? Um, but it took me, like, having, like, actual life-threatening experiences to realize that. Because nobody taught me those things. Like... Uh, maybe maybe you had a similar upbringing, like Christian family, but maybe your family taught you the importance of protecting your body. I didn't have boundaries. My dad came into my room whenever he wanted to. And that's why I'm feeling a little bit defensive, because your your judgment is just a little bit thick. Because my, he would take my, room, my bedroom door off whenever he wanted. I had no privacy. I had no autonomy. And then I found a person that took it all from me and allowed me a space to not have to have any of that.
0: When did you get to leave home? Uh, And I'm sorry those things happened to you. Um, I have my own trauma that I work through. So anything I talk about on here, it's really to help me. Oh, I know. It's not not any judgment uh, against mm, you.
1: Maybe judgment's not the wrong right word, but it's... It's oh, it's probably back. very,
0: very, there's some,
1: it's a, when it, the words that I use can't always describe the energy feeling I'm having. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. It's like a block or a wall or, um,
0: a... I guess a lot of people, people just process their trauma in different ways. They do.
1: They do. They do. Sucks uh-huh. cause my dad can't live without me, but I just have to live with that.
0: But you know, have you been able to talk to him about this trauma? And Oh Yeah okay uh, and what is even, his what is his feelings to, now oh
1: just last year he was like i was like you it is time that you start respecting me like the adult that i am and he goes you are my child because that's where all your trauma centers from yeah, right there is i know him. that's what i'm saying yeah and and he goes you are my child i will
0: never respect you
1: this was last year i was 38 there is no talking to him he does not believe he did anything wrong. So
0: okay, so you talked before about him about Oh, we've talked things, about this things that don't give time. you joy mm-hmm. and don't exude life from you. You were
1: upstairs when I told Gail this, but my dad tells my daughter, who lives with him right now regularly, that she shouldn't come and visit me because I am mentally unwell because I am queer and non binary. That's how that's what he believes about me. That's the narrative is that the next person to cut out Oh, I've already cut him out. We we interact because, because your daughter of lives my daughter there. lives yeah. there. So we interact some like he had to get her plane ticket for when she is coming to visit. But I am disgusted by him. And when I wouldn't call myself a woman last year when cuz so last year when um my ex-husband died and his family was trying to get my kid and I needed stable housing so I could get my kid, he said he would help me get it. And then he called me in July and he was like, so what's this non-binary bullshit? And then when I wouldn't succumb and call myself a woman, he then said, and and I hear that you support Black Lives Matter. And I was like, yeah, I support black humans not being murdered. And he was like, you know what? I can't even with you. I'm taking away all of the money. I want nothing to do with you. You are mentally unwell. Okay, so you so know you, what? You had no. to
0: become self-reliant. Yeah. You were, you were steadily on your way, but you had to become self-reliant. Yeah. I'm so glad that you came to that point because you can cut that person... Oh, I know. Com- ...completely out of your life. Yeah. Who was the source of your trauma? And I
1: will eventually if I didn't have to. My daughters. <laughs> yeah. One day.
0: Yeah. Well, they grow every day. I know. And it gets easier with time. I know. And the more that you communicate with her whether they want to or not (laughs) because i have a 19 year old i know and
1: yeah and she we do you know she'll go a couple you know several days without talking to me and then she'll
0: send pictures and
1: i just have to like keep loving her and and i try really hard to just right and one
0: she'll see as (laughs) she grows older yes one day you know she'll get the truth she'll get the real story well and
1: that's why i just keep like like i when i told you guys earlier that my role is over what I'm trying to just do now is love them. I'm not trying to yeah. guide them. I'm not trying to parent them. She needs love. Because you know what right. my dad said to me just yesterday? He said, she calls me the, uh, the old man on the hill uh, with the money. And he was like, when she turns 18 or is done with school, whichever is first, I am done with her. That is disgusting. And that's exactly how he was with me. He's like, he's, I'm like, you realize that she's a 16 year old girl and you are acting like a child because she's not giving you some respect that you think that you deserve. It's gross.
0: That's how you become self-reliant.
1: I know. But it's, but the thing is, and I like, uh, you guys keep using the word self-reliant. I actually believe that's kind of of traumatizing. Like what we need is self-love, not self-reliance because we are meant to actually rely on each other but we've like there's a whole lot of trauma around um like if you look at human design we're not meant to do everything on our own we are meant to team up with people oh my god i'm ready for
0: you to do my chart it's crazy
2: we are meant to team up with people but we are all supposed to bring a set of skills totally we have to, to be in alignment with ourselves to the group and yes and loving yourself is a whole other journey oh God. that is uh you know so. no one is agreed you know we should all give love but as a parent basic needs being met and teaching a child to be able to have the basics met, or I'm um, yeah whether they teach you how to earn a living to put a roof over your head, they teach you how to get along with people so you can cohabitate in a group setting together or whatever. And, and see, then... my
1: dad taught me all of those things, and and here's here's my point, is that my mom didn't care about herself, and that. Is what i learned she didn't take care of herself yes and and um and and so when i tried to love my kids i ran out of love because i didn't know how to love myself and then i would receive love from other people thinking it was love because they told me it was love but most people's idea of love isn't actually love that's why self-love i think is the most important thing to teach someone because then you know what love feels like when you give yourself love you know how to receive it you know what it feels like. You are unwilling to receive love from other people that doesn't feel the same because then you know it's not actual love. And then when you love yourself enough, that overflow and abundance you have to love your children with. You cannot love your kids on an empty on an empty tank. Period. You can't make good decisions for your kids when you don't love yourself.
2: There's psychologically, you could be a sociopath and not love anyone, and still be able to take care of them that they could learn to navigate life
1: i'm very self-reliant but um... the
2: emotional um, as far as self-reliant i mean being able to provide for yourself or that you know okay i'm gonna need shelter Mm -hmm. whether i crash on somebody's couch or whatever they have taught you enough socially or whatever and sense wise that you can function as far as going out into the world and, and you know and, and having a you, chance to not be homeless
1: I've, I've lived a life like that correct self-reliant but there's no connection
2: we're talking two different things again so being able to take care of yourself mechanically the mechanics of living life people do without emotion all the time believe that or not there are people who are completely incapable of feeling emotion there are people whose mental health issues and the way that their brain is wired they don't get that or process things that way Well,
1: we all process things differently we do
2: unfortunately because your dad and being on a rank system you had to perform in order to be loved.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
2: So your love is reciprocal. Your love is conditional that you've been trained. You've been trained to receive as
1: conditional. I give to, love pretty freely now, but yes, because is
2: you're hard. a loving person. Yeah. How you love is n- not necessarily the same as how you receive, receive love, love either. 500%. So yeah. your conditioning and your father's idea of love which might be why your mom always felt inadequate oh, I know because it was always conditional yeah which your father in his training and being narcissistic did what duty demanded it's and exactly not with a heart he didn't yeah. love no and you're father if he was a military man the whole time the whole time he was programmed to not have emotion
1: and he's a marine pilot y'all that's a whole different breed
2: yes they're one they're programmed not to have emotion and also that they're better than any damn else in the world because <laughs> yes. yes and because they were they were uh you know, lauded over and also trusted with millions of dollars of equipment. I mean, for real. And lives and you know, first but okay. So oh my God. you have yeah. all of that. So your dad has been ultimately MK Ultra on conditioning, and then so true. and performance. That's
0: why I asked: Has he evolved? And have y'all talked about oh. which is why I mean, I've
1: tried
2: so I've tried talking. So it's it's learning his language and where he's coming from. Uh, um. And what he sees, his mindset, take love or emotion, you have a lot of emotion. He has an, a negative amount of emotion.
1: He actually is an emotional wave in human design also, but he has been conditioned that emotions are not okay. Yes. And so he suppresses he them. He has
2: reprogrammed. He's mm. been reprogrammed. What do you think
1: boot camp is? I know. I was in boot camp too. I was a Marine also. It's fucked up. There you go.
2: So, oh, so you get the programming. Yes. Then you get I didn't also, fit in so well. Now, I'm going to say your dad's what? 65, 7? 62,
1: 63. Oh, 60. He was oh. younger than my mom. Okay. 60, awesome. I think he's like 62.
2: So he's pretty young. Mm-hmm. We're kind of close in age, actually. Mm, yeah. Yeah. like Actually, he, yeah. Yeah. So I could be your parent. He, I'm from... I lived in Pensacola, Florida. Man, I like them Flyboys a lot. Well, I liked we the were there boys. for a small amount of time. Oh, weird. I could. Oh, weird. I could have cut y'all's hair. Probably. I could be your <laughs> real mom. You don't know. We we did always say that my sister was the redheaded stepchild, and she's got see you she's blonde know not oh. <laughs> This turned into a Jerry Springer episode. I got episode. around. I got around. I am connected to all. I'm in that web. <laughs> That's my funny. spidery self, That's but. Funny. It's learning the language, and right now, all you see is the hurt mm. because of the him. Even though he's like, I'm trying to do the best thing for him. There's so many men they don't stick around. They don't try to support the family. They don't eat shit every day and be told what. Yeah, it was a very martyr
1: Christian. Like I'm not going to leave my. Wife yes, whatever. For.
2: Don't even put faith in it. His programming of... Well, his, his was very faith-based. So. so he's going to go, these are the rules and the hierarchy yeah. of the system, yeah. which the hierarchy is because of how it's been manipulated and yeah. thrown out is that you got God, then him, then then your then mom, wife, and then and you then guys, children. and then you do whatever the hell I say, and you be yeah. grateful. So, and that's what I'm
1: saying, Like, and, and I get that. Like, he's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. I actually get that. And that's why I'm not trying to change it. Right. It actually hurts me to be in his life in that way though. And I can't accept it anymore. So I just,
2: well, what's sad is if it doesn't matter really what he does, he's financing his own life. He doesn't have to ask anybody's permission or help. And this is where it gets sketchy with kids and where it gets more difficult. Uh, because I know that my parents helped me a lot and, uh, and my dad. To, my
1: dad used money
2: as um, as a way to get well, me to do what what he wanted. Correct. For a lot of people <laughs> mm-hmm. whose parents are have done better than them, they use it as a form of control mm-hmm. and power and yep. authority and how to continue lording that authority over you. So it, your dad's been reprogrammed where his love language is all about authority. This is why he's able to give up authority to a god. Because, A, he gives up his mortal authority to an entity that you can't... It's God. <laughs> How do you argue with God? I know. So now I have the ultimate authority in the hierarchy. Yeah. Then my wife, sometimes I'll let her be a partner or whatever when it's convenient. And then I have my kids to... They're the grunts. So he has the same structure he does. as his military. And I tried to raise my kids like that. So he's the king in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. But fuck all that. I'm just saying what he sees. Oh, I know. So what he sees. I know what he sees. And the thing is. But you can flip all of his script by literally just. it. I mean, what's sad is it's like learning to work the machine. You see what it is.
1: Oh, I Are know. Are you going
2: to change and I, that?
1: And I did. Y'all, I worked the machine for years. Yeah, yeah. The last no. two years is because I'm not going to anymore. They, I'm not going to, like, wipe their asses right. and make them feel good about themselves.
2: You, yeah, you don't have Done. to. Especially <laughs> especially if you're independent and you definitely don't have to ask well, them for anything. And, and, like, the way that That's you're... That's when you can tell them to fuck themselves. The way
1: the way that you're, like, not understanding why I couldn't leave something like, uh, like I did with that relationship a couple years ago... Well, now I could. Well, no, I completely <laughs> I see. I wouldn't stay in something like that again, ever.
2: <laughs> Correct. And and when something has been, um, you know, she remembers the days when she didn't know anything. She was taken advantage of by a online relationship yeah. that was very manipulative. Yeah. And he actually wasn't authentic to the wife or anyone else. I mean, that's... Like, we've discussed yeah. this kind of stuff on here to keep what happened to you so people from understand. happening. Yeah. Yes. And what sucks, though, is when you're navigating these kind of things, there's always two, you've got two people with two different I know. ideas and opinions and it's it's extremely important to have some labels extremely and i'm not even talking about it, it's called a, um
1: so what i like to do with boundaries now is i like to create personal boundaries yes so for instance mm-hmm. i do not sleep over at people's houses because it's a personal boundary to always get back into my own energy when i've connected with people but then we have a relationship agreement yes where i've agreed with this person for whatever uh, agreement that we're agreeing to. Totally
2: fair. I mm-hmm. get that completely. I always say I, it depends on how much emotional real estate that you exactly. know, I have to put into something.
1: It, exactly. Like I, my boundaries will get stricter. Like this, this girl that I just ended things with Um. it was more, it was less of an equal thing and more of a, a like a constantly teaching and like, you know, guiding and boundary. and Yes. Uh, uh, that stuff, you know, it's like
2: my, my daddy and I have a, uh, as my partner, Bill and I have a go away so I can love you mm-hmm. policy. And oh yeah. I have to have energy. I have to be away from him to enjoy him. Yeah. I, I'm never going to be able to be in a relationship with anybody that I have to babysit or that has to yeah. depend on me. I don't want without to be it being on written me. in the calendar <laughs> yeah. and it task oriented because I'm terrible with that.
1: That's part of the reason why I practice solo polyamory and why I'm a relationship anarchist because I I really take personal responsibility to the upteenth. I will show up for you as long as I have the spoons and capability to do so. If I have to be home with myself, I'm gonna choose me first and you need to be okay with that. And um and I and uh, I used to be I used to feel kind of upset that I'm more of a comet for people,
2: but I think I actually kind of prefer it. Yes. Boundaries are important, especially if we're going to um blur the boundaries on things that in the past were considered hard and fast. That's that's what you're you're changing. And so having come from a time where the counterculture were not the mainstream and Trying now to make counterculture mainstream, mainstream. Oh, now we have to add labels to everything. You've,
1: yes. Oh, that just because, actually clicked in my. Because oh, that's we interesting. took
2: them away, and I was in the counterculture. Okay. Before it was cool. All right. As right. a Gen X, and now what's happened? And as a joke, and a joke, because part of why I'm doing this podcast is I get where I am on the entertainment comedy reality like as far as what you want to see or how we were raised Mm -hmm. with where i would be now with the internet and things like that literally i can be comedy dolly pardon which i had always said i wanted to be that's cute but well the thing is is that's really not even properly accurate because Dolly already is the comedy Dolly Parton. She's she was so great. Funny yeah. as hell. And I can't sing. So <laughs> True. I will just gladly stand in the shade of my mama Dolly's boobs <laughs> or pretty much sit down in the shade because I'm I didn't, giant. you know, I however, uh, Dolly has been a long held uh, woman to admire from you know the get-go my mom loved you know, her i hope that I somebody her.
0: sends our episodes to dolly parton because i swear to you since you i listen to all of them there is not one episode that i think we don't mention dolly parton in some way well
2: she's integral and you know this is if somebody does send the episode to Dolly, she'll know that she's integral enough. I
0: mean, I I look at Dolly Parton like almost like a spirit guide. Like, honestly. So so does my friend
1: that that I was staying with (laughs) in. Energy uh, guide. Like, she is obsessed with Dolly.
2: Yeah, it's kind of hard not to be. I I like like her a lot, too. I mean, the thing is, is what I really like about her is that she, um, for the community itself, I just as i lived up there and everything i found out more and more things are revealed now things that you know now everybody knows now but back in the day you didn't know she didn't tell you you didn't hear why do you think everybody's hearing about stuff now and surprised as hell about it people that didn't live up here had no idea about the um uh the literacy library it yeah just i loved that went. that she did
0: okay jim where can people find you and find your services? Yes.
1: Okay. So I am most active on Instagram and my handle is at love hazel healing. So L O V E H A Z E L H E A L I N G.
0: What do you offer?
1: Um, so I do emotional alchemy and energy, uh, clearing services and It's a combination of massage and um, energy clearing and energy moving and Sometimes I do Tarot and Oracle. Sometimes I do human design. I, I do a lot of different services that, depending on what the person needs, if their goal is self-love, if their goal is shaking up their life, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a couple of different things. So I basically um, have, like, 30 minutes, 90 minutes, um, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, and depending on what they need, we'll sit and do things. And you're a
0: massage therapist? Mm-hmm. I'm a licensed massage therapist. And you said something about uh, Reiki healing as well?
1: Yes, and those are so. Being an emotional alchemist, these are all tools that I use in a session with someone. So we'll sit for a session, and maybe for some of it we'll do massage and um, I see and Reiki, and maybe for some of it we'll pull cards. Yeah, so we'll we'll do a bunch of different things in that time. But uh, massage is a big part of what I do, and it is usually what people understand
0: of what I do. <laughs> so, There's a lot of power in massage. There is touch yeah, there is and movement, movement.
1: Mm-hmm. and intention and
0: what you doing gail
2: well let's see this friday i'm hosting some really cool out of town comics at the barrel house nobody will know about Woo! that because um this will already have gone on but on august 28th May, i'm in second bell festival here in Knoxville at Sutry. Is it Sutry Park? Am I saying the name of the... That sounds right. Because you... I know it's Sundry or and yeah, it's suttry And I want to say it's And it is, yep, August 28th. I will be on Second Bell Festival. It's going to be very exciting with um, all kinds of... Uh, two days of comedy and music. Do you want to know... Okay, besides... <laughs> Besides the prison system, most most people in authority that have an issue with weed isn't an anti-drug stance. I mean, that are. I mean, a lot of people do. It's the anti-drug. But it's the fact that they have no way to monitor. What's
1: happening? They
2: have no way. See, they had to make a monitor to suggest how you're going to feel. When you're high for alcohol or drunk. And then they've.
1: And they can't do that with weed because it fucks everybody up differently.
2: Correct. or And they also can't decide from that when you become Sober a or not. safety risk oh, right. to other people. And this comes from all the Karens who use the law to make more laws so that we could all become criminals. So now that was all to keep the counterculture in check. Remember? Cool. Now that we want to be the counterculture, that's the problem. We've given now we one side laws. that we have to rescale again. Again, okay. I've done this shit once. I know you're like, "What the fuck, people?" I mean, yeah. How many times am I gonna have to live this fucking cycle? <laughs> Apparently, you know, we fucking get it. It's but, you like, know, fifty years. 50. Well, but it's that's about what to I'm come saying. Up this and is why they're putting in a bill already. This listen, it's already been happening, and I'm telling you, this is why radical self-reliance is so important. And stuff that we've been talking about. And I've just randomly put out there, you're going to be like, well, shit. Well, shit. All right. I had a hissy fit because back in Obama days, you know, and then everybody was mad at me. How dare I say anything bad about that administration? But hell, I was like, doesn't anybody not care that they just passed a federal law, which means that any state can pass this at any time, no matter who gets an office? In your governorship, which nobody knows who the hell they're voting for, for governors, yeah, to make True. heirloom seeds illegal. Why? Well, why do you think a government would pass a law to make it illegal for the regular citizens of the everyday place to get heirloom seeds that reproduce and they're not GMO seeds? Also, if they make it illegal and you've got a farm that is producing a lot of GMO and you have an organic farm, if the wind blows and you have a GMO organic hybrid plant
1: on
2: your property and they choose to test your property, then you have violated a law and they have a code. It's genetically altered. There is a genetic code that is different than the organic code on these plants but why oh why would a government oh i don't know and then now flash forward because it passed in 2014 went into effect in 2017 for anyone and then you hear what was it in the news um who uh what what software billionaire that's getting a divorce that's been buying up Mm. uh, all the. let's don't look at the good guy who's been working with the mosquito nets to stomp out malaria and often talks about eugenics buying up all of america's farmland that the gmo companies have already you know seized from the small little farmers to you know because they had some uh, organically wind-blown non geo you know, seeds, or some program b- spy birds to sprinkle them everywhere on the, you know, that's corn crops. I don't know that that's true. I'd put that in there, but as far as the wind blowing and how natural germination happens, you
0: know, I'm just letting you go. You should as far Hush. now. As you could
2: go. You should I because it makes <laughs> it's fabulous, and it all anyway. So. Now we have billionaires buying up all our land. We have billionaires launching in space. We've got us fighting each other over whether to label or not label, and honestly, about labels we'd already agreed on. Everybody already agreed. We'd already been like, "Hey, all that," but no. Let's. That's the energy you feel is all of the constant gaslighting, manipulation, all of that. So in healing, because it's all going to implode. Mm-hmm. So, the witches, the bitches, the mamas, the grannies, the uh, identifying uh, trans, any ma- female energy. I think energy. anybody
1: that's willing to get in touch with both of the energies
2: inside of them, Correct. or they're going to be the ones that move forward. And ones that have a lot of Teaching feminine balance, we've got to be able to articulate and teach people the difference so that they know what's up. And here's the thing. If you are worried about systemic racism, what you need to decide is the stories in your head or the stories that you tell about people of color, are those people more often than not the villain in your story or are they the hero in your story? Now, if they're the villain most all the time, there's work to be done.
1: Yeah, for real.
2: You need some work to be done. If you're curious about your family doing it, We're not doing it maybe, but again, it takes a couple generations to get it right. Unless they can continually cause you more strife. This is why they've brought it again, because back in my day, for sure, you know, a baby changed everything today. A baby changes everything. And, whatever your parent however they were usually that's what you either became or rebelled against Hmm. so you know i don't know where you're going literally i'm
1: i'm following the little pieces of things when
2: when you hear it it'll all make sense and you'll be like yeah and you can cut it up however you choose but (laughs) it's okay it is it is all there And so
0: We went from Me asking you What you had coming up
2: Yes To this
0: (laughs) To this (laughs) Stuff Festivals
2: (laughs) Because I went Oh I was talking about Empowering people And all the stuff That I had And then I went all the way around the world to empower everyone. Mine's we want to empower
0: everyone. One's really quick. Uh, I'm going to be at CreepyCon. Yay! Yay!
2: August Fun.
0: 20th and 21st. Going to do the fashion show. And then there is a burlesque show. Creepy dicky, Burlesque. horrorlesque.
2: That's super cool. I like yeah.
0: horrorlesque. Horlesque.
2: Yeah.
1: I do not think I could do Burlesque, unless the only role I had was to be a whore, I could do that. Really, I'm not really. I, I I'm not really an actor. I can be my truest self, which is a whore. <laughs> I have to act human. I have to do human things. Well, but that's really. true. I mean, that <laughs> is.
0: Uh, you know, that's goddess. I'm a very selective it whore.
1: Is. I am a. Like, I'm a whore of many things. I'm definitely an energy whore. But the greatest thing about being a whore is I have a choice about who puts what in me.
0: Well said. Yes.
2: That's very good.
0: All right. So uh, catch us on TikTok. It's uh, Gabin Gale Time on TikTok and I am Bruce Thompson. On TikTok and Fett. Come and see me on FET. I'm like our page on
2: Facebook. Yes, like us on Facebook, and if you're listening to this on whatever platform, give us a like and a subscribe. Yeah, we like that, you know, and if you want to catch us fresh, turn on your notifications. If not, turn them off, but still like and subscribe, because that makes a difference in the algorithm. Are you going to sing with us, Jim? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> The last verse is the same as the first.
0: And we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. You should put that.
2: (laughs) Bada boom, bada bang.